Thank you for joining us again tonight for MZBC, the podcast, coming to you live from the reclaimed lair here at Mount Zion Baptist Church. Pastor Russell here, Mr. Mike Reagan here, our reclaimed men's life group leader, um, here to film, record another podcast, and hang yeah. out. I was do. actually talking to the, my buddy today that provided our movie screen that night. Okay, yeah. And I said, hey, have you watched uh, the last podcast we put yeah. up? Because... It, we were, we said reclaim studios, oh, yeah. and then we said reclaim layer. And I was telling him, I was like, well, it keeps changing names. He said, well, we can get some lights in here, and I was telling him we could put lights and generators. Yeah. He yeah. said, man, if you want them, you just let me know. He said, we have battery pack, bat cordless lights now, wow. just batteries. So he he really he's not joking. Uh, he, we could have he's a like, studio. I was like, yeah. I said, but the way you'll take it a little too far. Mm -hmm. It's like how how what layer of skin do you want burnt off? You know? <laughs> we'll be back here just sweating, just, just cooking. Yeah, it's just like no. I said I'll, I'll let you know, but I think we're good for in now. In this uh, Georgia heat, we sweat enough during the day. You probably sweat a lot more than I do during oh, the day, but it's brutal today, wasn't it? That's nasty. It's yeah. nasty every day. I, I was at my first job at nine thirty, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and get out the truck and just hadn't even done anything. It, it's just just. Horns yeah, that. yeah. Like, the Georgia yeah. humidity is something else. And then it's been uh, like when we were on vacation two weeks ago, it would rain and then the humidity would go up. And it, it's doing the same thing it seems in Georgia now. It's drizzling outside right now, and it seems as soon as that water hits the ground, the humidity just skyrockets. And so it hasn't been awesome. And knowing that, me and yesterday was my birthday, uh, so thank you. Oh, to, happy birthday! Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for everyone that uh, reached out. I had a lot of uh, responses, text messages, all that good stuff. I love you. You guys made me feel really loved. Um, I try to do my best when it's your birthday. I, I'm not one to uh, go on Facebook and send happy birthday messages. I'm more of a I'll text you, um, and uh, I just feel like that's more personal. I don't know why, but uh, so many of you texted me and Facebook and all that good stuff. Uh, Elijah and I got to go hang out uh, at Top Golf. You know, you know what Top Golf is the one up there on Chattahoochee Avenue. Uh, yeah, actually, yes, right off Chattahoochee Avenue. Been there, uh, not there, but there's studios around there. I know exactly where it is. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember so I was when trying they to hit it over that, that net. I couldn't get it over the net. So the nets about, they were prepared. They, they that, were. That's a high net. It I don't is. know how high it is, but I know it's up there. I don't know. Uh, the furthest one I hit was about 235 yards, and it hit about only halfway up the net. And so there's some YouTube videos out there and TikTok videos where people launch them over the net, and I don't know how they do it or what they do. But my point being, we were there, and, man, I was just sweating. I mean, they have fans and all that kind of stuff, but it was, um, it was hot. But we had a really good time, Elijah and I. We had to make up, you know, because we had our issues last Saturday night with him keeping me up till three o'clock in the morning uh, playing uh, Apex or Fortnite or whatever he plays on the on the video game systems the PS4 yeah I don't get into that did you ever get into video games when you were a kid no not at all I I started at the one one of the Nintendos I don't yeah. remember which one yeah had the little door yeah flip the, oh, the old school thing. Nintendo yeah yeah and so you had to take I the was, cartridges and like blow yeah, get the dirt, Blow the dust out of them. whatever else was on it. Uh, <laughs> the The game that I got into the most was pinball, like real pinball. Oh yeah, yeah. Had two, three of the ball bears rolling around. Yeah. That and real skee ball. Okay, the oh, yeah. with the wooden balls. Yeah, and you roll them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, when yeah, we that were was my thing. when we were in uh, Amelia Island last week, they have a pinball museum. Right. Believe it or not, we didn't go there. My father-in-law wanted to go there and check it out, but we never made it down there. Oh. Time ran out. And we had a Wii. A Wii? I forgot yeah. we had the Wii. Yeah. I got into the bowling. Yeah. And Did you ever bowl a perfect game? No. No? <laughs> no. I don't even remember what the high score was. And then I got in, believe it or not, I actually got into the golf park. Oh, okay. We had the targets. Yeah. We would try to That's right. hit the target. That's right. <clears throat> uh and of course, there was a fishing game. It was a Bass Pro fishing game. Yep, I remember that game. And that's it. Yeah. So you're not a video game guy. Give so me about five more minutes. I'll think of something else. Another video game. Another video play. game. Like you, you said no, and then you rattled off like three that you were yeah. really, you well, really I, into. Yeah. I completely forgot about those. Well, I think the difference now in 2021 <laughs> is at, well, way more than 2021. I guess going back, I don't know. I'm gonna date myself, but 
I would say probably seven, eight years ago, they got the ability to communicate with one another over the internet. Uh, so my son is talking to kids that he goes to school with that live 20 minutes down the road and he's talking to people that we don't even know. We keep some limits on who he can talk to because there could be some weird people out there. But uh, so that's, not playing video games. That's the difference. That's the difference. They're out, so they're out there in this, uh, they're networking with all these people and so that's why they're, they're up late at night doing all these things because I mean it's, it's like kids are in the room with you. You know they're not by the, when I played and my brothers I had two brothers and a sister. I'm the oldest of four kids, and so when we used to play video games, it was me and you sitting here with controllers, and if you beat yeah. me, it was an immediate fight. Like, we're, yeah. we were about to throw, throw fisticuffs. Um, where you, you used to play two, yeah. and then I think they wised up, and you mm -hmm. could add You could add more add people. people, then yeah. they had the cordless one. That's right. And then when, we, when I went to the Army, um, we used to play, it was 007, you know, James Bond. I think it might have been called Goldeneye. I think it's what mm -hmm. the actual name of the video game was. So you get, like you're saying, we had four of us in a room. The screen would be split into four different quadrants, and you went around and you shot each other. And so that's that was the only game I played in the Army. Um, and football, I mean, everybody plays Madden, um, little no. Tiger Woods golf. Not everybody. Not, well, not everybody, but everybody that like I knew <laughs> played it. There wasn't many. Um, yeah, Madden, he's a real guy, right? Madden. John Madden was a real dude. He is a real dude, was a real dude. I didn't know if it was like the basketball, the March Madness. It's like Madden football. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, John Madden was like, a real guy. He's a real dude. Uh, real coached guy. the uh, the L.A. Raiders football team for many years, and then he became like one of the most famous uh, broadcasters doing Monday Night Football and all that kind of stuff. Big dude. Uh, but, yeah, we used to play that game, but that video game uh, with Elijah, man, it – it's going to get to what our point is for tonight. And I just had several conversations <clears throat> with different parents this week. And a lot of them were saying, Pastor Russell, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I feel like I'm just, I'm blowing it here. Like, I, I Were I'm, you I'm, honest and when he texted back? Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is exactly what I texted Why back. are you telling me? <laughs> well, exactly what I texted back. I said, look, you are not alone. Um, I told one person, I said, if you listen to my sermon on Sunday, you heard that I'm, you're not alone. Because um, at, at Saturday night, you know, I got to preach at nine, at 10.45 in the morning. And the last interaction me and my son had was at 3 o'clock in the morning of him on the headset with these people that I don't know, talking loud and just having a great time. Now, when you put this headset on, you don't hear anything. on. You don't hear yourself. You know, yeah. it's just so loud. And so he had no idea how loud he was being, but he woke me up. And, and the, I went in there at 1. I texted him at about 2. And at about 3 o'clock, I went in there and, and lost my cool. Not to the point where I went physical on him or nothing, but I let him know that I wasn't joking. And <laughs> we had a couple words. Um, and so that partly was why we went and played golf yesterday at Top Golf for my birthday. We had to kind of mend our relationship, just <laughs> go hang out and do something fun. Um, but it got me thinking about parenting. Well, how old is he? 12. Just turned about that time then. And it was about that time where uh, in my life, my dad uh, would, would start treating me like a man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like uh, it, it gets past the, we're just going to talk about it stuff now, son. We're going to mm -hmm. have, a, <laughs> if you keep pushing me, we're going to get to somewhere you don't, you don't want to You might to accidentally fall off this third story. <laughs> Land on the little cart down there. You know what's funny about that is that uh, at at Top Golf they have three stories, yeah, and they have nets on the second and third story that if you did fall off, you'll land in this net. And so Elijah tells me yesterday, you never seen the TikTok videos where people uh, pretend like they fall off. I said, no, I never seen that. So he starts pulling up uh, YouTube videos and TikTok videos, and people will will swing the golf club and then just throw themselves over the edge and land on those nets. People are crazy, man. I don't know what they had going on. Now, I know, I know up there, when you hit the ball out, yeah. it's just the field out there. Uh-huh. What are the big holes? Aren't there so, big holes? Man, I'm telling you, it's top-notch. It's high-tech top-notch stuff they got I, going on. I've never been in there just when I drive by. So they got the big targets out there. And so you, you, you hit the little computer screen that says, Russell's going, and it spits you a little golf ball out. And you hit it, and immediately the computer screen is tracking it. It shows you right where it's going. Um, and then when it goes into one of those targets, you get points. And so you're playing. Does it does it come back like bowling? It comes it, just. It, they, it comes they, back. They have to have something in underneath all that that all it all comes back. Because balls will, as long as you take your putter or, or driver and put it over that little red LED sensor they have, 
it'll keep spitting out golf balls. So it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Uh, me and Elijah said we need one of these at our house. That would be amazing. Stand in the backyard and just keep hitting golf balls. And <laughs> but I don't think being a pastor, I'm ever going to be able to have any golf driving range in my house. Uh, so you have that. But yeah, it all keeps scoring. And then there's like a, a there's probably 15, 20 different games you can play. Um, different score ways to score different things. You, you guys know the game Angry Birds, where there's big uh, houses and stuff, and they got the little birds on it. And you take the little, you know, what's the they? Uh, when you shoot the rock, David and Goliath, <laughs> like a slingshot. I never so, played it. Yeah, so it's got a slingshot, and you shot it, and then you try to knock down the bird, and uh, so it's got that. But you're swinging a golf club, and the golf ball goes, and it's pretty cool. I'd, uh, I'd come to find out when I'll put games on my phone. But then I'll feel like I'm spending too much time on them. Of course. So I delete them. Yeah. Yeah, I have a golf That's game. That's like the Facebook. Yeah. I, no, it's gone. It's go. It's got to go. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I'll it's find myself much. just wasting time for no reason. Looking at, <clears throat> looking at the same stuff I looked at an hour earlier um, just because there's nothing else to do. You just own there. And especially so, if you take it to the bathroom. Yeah, especially if you take it to the bathroom. You're just yeah. sitting in there. Let me adjust one little thing here, Mike, on the fly. Just autofocus. Forgot to turn it off. Coming? Boom. There we go. Done. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I, I do want to say one thing. Tell me. I was talking to my buddy in Texas. Yeah. And he's, they're, he, uh, they're digging the podcast. And I do know that our podcast has made it to Ohio. Made it to Ohio? It's in Ohio. Awesome. Me, yeah, me and my buddy so-and-so, yeah. I, I forgot his name, so forgive me for it. <laughs> uh, he said, man, we love it. I love it. I just love it. That's amazing. He said, yeah, he's up in Ohio. I was like. <laughs> my, so it's made it to Illinois because that's where my brother-in-law Illinois, and their family lives. Ohio. It's in Ohio. Texas. Texas. Uh, we got friends that used to go to church here now that live in uh, Fe- not Phoenix, but um, somewhere out in Arizona. Flagstaff. So it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. Flagstaff's usually the yeah it's Phoenix out there. Or and then uh, my family lives in uh, Fairhope, Alabama, so it's there. Mm-hmm. And so man, we're we're almost getting nationwide. Um, and that's good. We appreciate the support. Uh, we're looking for our first sponsor. So if you yeah. want to sponsor the podcast, uh, help and us. And you didn't mention the, the hotel name, so hotels are welcome. They are. I didn't <laughs> mention the name last week. I still haven't. I still have not mentioned that name. Um, uh, we do have our integrity, though. We do. So. But it led me to start thinking about parenting and how myself and others that I talked to this week, uh, the pressure you feel from being a parent, I was kind of talking about my sermon last week, as a pastor, as a leader, you, you probably feel this to some aspect as a life group leader. You want to be the example for others and you want to make sure that you're, um, you, you know, you're just leading in a way that honors God and you're leading in a way that other people can follow. You know, Paul told people, follow me as I follow Christ. And so that mm-hmm. I think you want to do that in your life. And I want to do that as a parent, as a pastor. And then when you have those moments where, I mean, it's three o'clock in the morning and I don't care if so, yeah, that wasn't very pastor I mean, other than Jesus waking me up at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, uh, there's not too many people that I'm going to be cool with and not blow up on. And so uh, I, that wasn't a good moment. I went back to my bed. I told my mom yesterday we talked on the phone and we were talking about different things, and I told her about that incident. And I said, yeah, when I walked back to bed, my first thought was, you know, that probably wasn't the best way to handle that situation. Oh. And it got me thinking about these parents that do that. And, and the cool thing about it is God – is the same God, and he knew that my parenting was what it is and what it was going to be when Jesus went to that cross. You know, because mm-hmm. you think about your, your sinful life. I guess I think about my sinful life before Christ and now living with Christ, and you say that uh, uh, before the creation of the world, Jesus knew my innermost. Like, he knew me inside my mother's womb. He knew all mm-hmm. the details about me. He knew all that, and he still was willing to go to that cross. And I guess the same thing that I'm trying to say is the same thing when you think about your life. It's the same in your parenting. Uh, He knew what you were good at, what you were bad at. You were going to have blow-ups. You were going to have good moments, bad moments, and and he still called you to be a parent. You know, he still Mm -hmm. allowed you to have this child. And uh, one of the the parents I talked to this week, I think the response was, you know, I cry out to God and say, God, why did you make me this child's parent? Mm -hmm because I feel like I'm doing such a bad job at times. You know, I feel like I'm just dropping the dropping the ball. And so I went home and I talked to my wife about it, and she said uh, that she was thinking about it and that now we're to the point where she almost kind of misses some of those having little kids and remembering that they're little kids and 
the crazy things they do. Levi is off of school for a week in about two weeks. If y'all miss it, <laughs> we can remind you of what it's like. Well, you didn't hear what I said. I said Heather said she missed it. I never once said I missed it. No, you're it. not listening. He's going to be off of school okay. for a week. So I, he'll be at my house. He'll probably be at my house hanging out with my daughter. She likes to babysit Levi. They're cool friends. Uh, man, I'll tell you, I don't know if we've ever talked about a lot, my son as a uh, baby and a three, four, five-year-old, but it, it was rough. He didn't like sleeping. He liked crying. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it was, So I do not miss that. Uh, I like the fact now that he's 12 years old. And him and I can jump in the car and run up and play golf together. I really enjoy I that. I think there's a, a big dynamic also. Um, it's almost like God knew what he was doing when he made male and female. Because <laughs> the things that, that bother Haley mm -hmm. about parenting, mm -hmm. I really don't even give any thought to. Mm -hmm. But it's not, a th I don't give any thought because I don't care. It's That's not how I'm wired. That's, that's right. But the things that bother me, she's like, why are you worried about that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's the dynamic from the male, well, I'll say dad and mom mm -hmm. in the marriage. and mm -hmm. uh, But there, there are times when, when I lose it. Mm -hmm. you know, I lose it, and especially, especially at night when it's time to go to bed, he's doing, well, I'm hungry, or I'm thirsty, oh, yeah, of or course. I got to go pee. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. There's always something. Yeah. And I, I can't cover up. <laughs> we covered you up five times. I can't cover up. That's a um, new one. I like that. And so I'll lose it, and then I'll come lay down, and I'll, I'll let him, you know, wind down, mm -hmm. you know, get ready. Mm -hmm. And however long it is, 10 minutes, whatever, mm -hmm. I'll go back in there before he goes to sleep. Right. And, and say, you know, I love you. You mm -hmm. know, give him a hug and mm -hmm. what, you know, what me and him do. Yeah. Uh, just to let him, I don't want an anger moment to be the, be the last, last that's moment. That's right, that's right. So you always want to go back and, and you know, repair it before it, because one of us might not wake up tomorrow. That's right. So that, but, you know, wow. fe uh, females, they're, they're emotionally driven. And, hey, <laughs> I may have mentioned this before, yeah. Haley was... Uh, texted me. I think she was filling out some paperwork or uh -huh. something at, at work. She says, "What do you think my strongest trait is, mm -hmm. or, or my my strongest strong point?" Oh or yeah, something. when you got to fill out those things on the application. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I text her back. I was like, "Being a female, <laughs> you're really good at it." Yeah, oh, I, being a that. female. She sent a little picture back. Uh huh. Of this woman uh -huh. and closing her eyes and just shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> but she, 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 I think she's a great mom. I think she's way more mature for her age than I was at that age. And uh, I don't even know how old she is. She's nine years younger than me. Okay. I'm okay. 44, so what, she's 37, yeah. somewhere at nine, 35. Oh. 35. I just gave her eight away. Sorry. <laughs> 35? You can, give, you can give away 35. I mean, I you think can get that, 35? that's still young. I mean, okay. come on. But I, I think she does good. And it, it's, I think a lot of it's just a female thing. And somebody asked me either today or yesterday, he's like, how many kids you got? I was like, one. So like, what do you think? I said, that's way too much. <laughs> way too much. Because I feel that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, what, what am I doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Are we messing this kid up? <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. That is the fear. You don't want to. But also a lot of time I learn too. And where I come up with the script flip thing is a lot of the things you heard growing up, you're saying it. Of course. Yeah. Why aren't you listening? Yeah. Why won't you do it the first five times? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then when I'm saying that, I'm like, I wonder if Jesus is saying that to me. Oh, no doubt. Why won't you listen? Why won't you listen the first 500 times I told you? It's the same. You asked me the same question, and it's the same answer. I saw a, um, <laughs> I think I saw a meme the other day that was that exact thing right there. It was saying. Hey, well, I must need to kind of sit sideways, though, so we can see, see them and see you. It was something about parenting, and it said the same thing, like, when you like you're exactly what you're saying when you keep saying things over and over to your kids mm -hmm. and it's like jesus is doing the same thing that if he's looking Trip down flip. going 
did I not just tell you this last week and you're still back to the same thing and so parenting is is awesome like I love it uh but it's also the most challenging thing I've done in my life. I think parenting is harder than even my marriage because um, Heather and I are, we're grown adults now. Like we're 44, we're both, we're, we're, we're the same age. She's a year younger than me, 43. And so we're like, our marriage kind of is what it is. It's been married 23 years, 21 years, 22 years. 20, so we've been married a long time, you know what I mean? So 22 years, checking my math. Uh, <laughs> And so we we've got this this special don't ask me I don't know. we've got this special <laughs> dynamic that uh, it works you know we yeah. she knows she knows what I'm going to say before I say it I know how she's going to respond most of the time um, and, and so we got our we've got ourselves figured out we know when there's a problem how to address it and all these things the parenting is still something that you're learning because kids keep going to different levels Elijah's twelve he's about to be a teenager preteens are a special breed. My daughter is 16, going on 17, going to be a junior in high school, and that's a whole nother level of parenting that I haven't had to do yet. So but that's also the environment's a lot different there. Oh man, the the environment. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. I'm not going to necessarily say the people environment, but the electronic. Oh no doubt. Environment. Yeah. For sure. No doubt. And, and I would say the pe- to an extent in that electronic, it impacts the people environment because mm-hmm. now. I don't know that a teenager, unless you teach them, knows how to have a conversation, like in mm-hmm. person with one. They're used to texting, they're used to you know, chatting on this and that, but, but being face-to-face with one another is a learned trait that you kind of got to mess up at some point in your life and then you figure out the right way to do it, mm-hmm. how to talk to people, how to respond in situations, and so it's a taught thing. But uh, Jesus gives us, uh, in this book, so many ways to be a good parent mm-hmm. and and this is what we always want to base it all on and way we we went all the way back to the book of deuteronomy here to Digging go back deep to tonight i mean going way back in the scriptures to see what what did god tell us because as i was having these conversations this week it wasn't just one it was i think it was about three people uh reached out about things going on with their kids and it was like mm-hmm. wow okay god like what's going on here because i had a situation and three other people had a situation uh what are you teaching us here and so we started looking, and I started thinking about this Deuteronomy 6 scripture. And it's not new. You guys have heard this before if you've ever uh, thought about having kids or looking at kids, raising kids. But in Deuteronomy 6, uh, verse yeah, don't, 6. Don't let our story discourage you from having any. I just said, <laughs> being a parent is awesome. So you should, I mean, have kids. Yeah. It's a, a lot of fun. And, and it's a lot of, it's, a, it's challenging. I get, if you like challenges, if you like that, uh, having a kid is cool. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 6. Uh, he says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind. Uh, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Impre- this is the amplified version, Mike. Yes. You handed me? Yes. So maybe a little different than what you guys are reading. Uh, you shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his truths. And shall speak of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk on the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, your forearm, and they shall be used as bands uh, on your forehead. You shall write them on your doorpost of your house and on your gates. Basically, that's saying everything you do should be around God and God's Word. Your kids mm-hmm. should see you living In a out. nutshell, day and night. Day and night, you should be living this stuff out. And I think that is right there. That little section is is kind of what makes me and other parents, I think, sometimes feel like, whoa, am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't know that all the time that these things are what my kids are perceiving to come through me. I hope it is. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they sense the reason I get upset or the reason I do this or do that is because I want them to see their potential or I want them to see that, God has these amazing plans for us and where God has saved their uh, dad from and to letting us be where we are now is yeah. a blessing and an amazing thing. And so I, guess, I think that kind of sometimes plays a role in uh, are we living up to it and uh, just being diligent about it, I think, is a huge thing. I think that Haley and myself are doing this. Uh, for one, at Levi's birthday, mm-hmm. you know, he prayed. He did. In front of, there was 15, 20 people. Yeah, it was awesome. Levi little, prayed. It wasn't just like a, uh, you know, hey, Jesus, amen. It was an awesome little prayer. Yeah, he, he said his prayer. 
and sometimes he he's into it and so he he didn't know that he has to be taught that uh-huh. and he has to see it because uh-huh. we learn by watching that's right I, I don't know the percentage but a lot of what we learn is by watching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whatever again whatever you follow in life is what you're going to be yeah yeah uh, so he sees Haley and myself do it. He sees mm-hmm. Haley and myself bicker. He mm-hmm. sees us uh, forgive and make up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he sees us, you know, get mad. And he sees me just, I guess, old age. I just handle situations a lot better than if I was 10 years younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I speak to people, when people, I'll just say what, God said, you know, trespasses against me mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Haley. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, I'm fine until you start threatening the right. family. Right. You know, if you want to steal the truck or whatever, it's <laughs> like, take it as a truck. Uh, I, uh, he, he sees how we act, mm-hmm. uh, how we interact with people, the people we're around, right. the situations that we get into. It's like, uh, for one, we were in a situation just uh, – about two three weeks ago well i'm like okay well we need to leave this yeah this situation yeah and he's and that's like, hard. Well, well i want to stay i was like well i do too i said but part of my job is protecting you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if protecting you is to get you out of what you think is a fun time mm-hmm. then, then that's fine you can you can dislike me for that right but you're going to be safe that's right that's right we're leaving yeah that's right uh so there's there's because 15, 20 years ago, oh, I'd been, been in the middle in. of it. Been all in. Yeah, been so, li- but been it's, the it's different. I, I get that. Because another way you can look at it is God has given you a responsibility mm-hmm. over somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want that, and then they, they hit the road. That's, that's a little bit of pressure. Yeah, and, and one thing that I really just, I, I had a hard time perceiving because I never had this thought is when Haley was pregnant and you know from the very beginning and and you know all the way through the pregnancy and even after when she gave birth and all that Mm -hmm. stuff I would I would go to the doctors with her Mm -hmm. she said you don't have to go to this when they're not doing anything Mm -hmm. they're just checking a heartbeat or you know right me or whatever right but I always went yeah and I would hear the question hey mom how you doing is this dad and all the posters and the literature it was all aimed toward mom yeah yeah it's like is this dad is this yeah. is this the parent or you know right. it's like how bad is this it's they're a, just well when a dad comes in they're thrown off and it's like what what <laughs> who else would i be yeah 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 i helped her get in that situation I, I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a big part in that. that a big yeah. part going on. I think uh, I've, I, I agree with what you're saying. I've uh, about maybe six months ago, it might have been a year now. With COVID, time kind of got got away from me. But there was a moment when Heather and I had a I don't know if it was an argument or something happened, and I didn't respond in the best way. And I don't remember what happened, um, but I, I I had to. I just called the kids in the living room. We all sat down. It was like, I felt like it was a Bill Cosby moment. You ever watch a Cosby show Easter. back in your day or like anything like that? Uh, I know Bill Cosby's canceled and he's a terrible dude and all the things he did. So not on his side, but the Bill Co- the, the Cosby show was kind of cool. Um, but they used to sit around and have family meetings or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, so I brought all the, I brought Olivia and Elijah uh, around and, and just said, look, this is how I responded. This is what happened. It's not right. You know, I, as a, I told Elijah, as a husband, as a father, you can't do this. As I told Olivia, you know, if a guy ever were to respond in this way or treat you this way, you don't put up with it. You know what I mean? Like, so that was a growth moment. I apologize to them. And, and I, so what I'm saying is this, uh, I think we live it out in front of them so they can see it. And it, uh, it is what you see growing up that you take into a lot of situations because uh, we did not grow up in a house that uh, was always in church or um, honestly don't know if we ever were in a church other than uh, a funeral um, so it was like something I'd never seen uh, and so that's in me that's still in me at some point and so Jesus is covering all that up and and saving me from it but, but the scripture is just a reminder 
that that's every day. That's what I'm called mm. to do. Every day, everything I do, what I'm called to do mm. is have it in front of them. Have it in front yeah. of them. Treat people with respect. Uh, honor. And, and I think the best way to teach them is to live it. Of course, show it to them. Yeah, yeah. We are uh, sometimes like, well, Mike, what do you say? It's like, I don't got nothing to say. I said, just watch me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just watch. I think they. I think I'm better when they're just watching and I'm not talking. Uh, a lot of the times. So, true story. Sunday, right after church, I just preach. I mean, I just preach, and you feel like you walk out of church, and you're like the. Uh, you should be feeling real holy, right? Like you just shared God's word and it was really good. Well, I don't know if I was really good, but God's word was really good and the people responded and the message was right what I wanted it to be. And we go across the street and eat at Chili's, the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they were just terrible. The service was terrible. They didn't, they weren't nice when we came in. They were just like, it'll be about, you know, 20 minutes, whatever. Nothing like... You walk in doors like, what you want? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you are a restaurant. We're here to eat. Uh, I come to get some engine oil for my truck. So they weren't, <laughs> they weren't being very kind. And uh, we went with two church members. Uh, one is Jordan that you guys know. He's the youth director. But another one is just one of our worship leaders, uh, plays the violin, uh, Keldron. He was with us. Awesome dude. Uh, we were just hanging out. And uh, when the waitress finally made her way to our table and was going to take our drink order, uh, she took our drink order, and then first of all, she walks up and says, "What do y'all want to drink?" Like not like, you know, like it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad time. And so I say, you know, we tell her what we want. And I say, well, can we just go ahead and place our order so we don't have to wait another twenty minutes before anyone comes back over here? Uh -oh. And it was not. It was not in that nice of a tone. Uh, and Keldron and Jordan looked at me like. What? Like the pastor's got a bad attitude in the restaurant. You should go sit at the bar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it. So when she came back, my attitude changed and we were she did a great job. Her name was uh I'm gonna say her name was Brittany. Uh, so Brittany, if you listen to this podcast, that's amazing and uh I apologize for my actions. But I gave her a good tip because I felt a little guilty, so we gave her a really nice tip. Um but you but my kids were there watching all that situation go down and you know, so it's like, man. Here I go again, and so it's a it's a journey. It's a journey, and you were mentioning um, a, another scripture you found over here in Joshua hmm. that uh, it's a decision you make as a family. It's a decision you yeah. make as the leader of your family. What what are we going to do here? How who are we going to follow? Um, well, we're following Christ. Is uh, was it Joshua twenty four? Twenty three, twenty four is right around there. Yeah, <clears throat> we looked at it three times, and I still can't remember where it's at. <laughs> It has to do with choices we made uh, earlier in our life. 24, 15. Very, mm -hmm. very famous, very famous. But as we were, Russell picked out Deuteronomy 6, and he's reading it, and it's talking about the children. And I, it, it automatically just popped up. Mm -hmm. And I'm not picking it because it is famous. That's where it's like, well, well this goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And... It says, Joshua 24, uh, 15, But if it doesn't please you to worship Yahweh, choose for yourselves today the one you will worship. The gods of your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates River, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship Yahweh. Mm -hmm. A lot of translations people will know is, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serve the Lord, that's right. And and it's true. And then I got to thinking. Sometimes I'll think about that. It's like, was Joshua married? Hmm. Does the Bible? I don't. I've read the whole I, book. Of I Joshua. would assume. I was like, well, I, I assume that's just what they did. Mm -hmm. You know. But I was like, I don't actually remember anything about Joshua being married. One thing about scriptures, they very rarely talk about people's relationships like that you know well, Solomon he was pretty verbal well, about it those relationships I mean yeah. I was a thousand women <laughs> that man I don't know how he had all the energy I mean he was an old dude too right he wasn't like he wasn't a young man I mean later on when he was doing all these things I don't know uh, I'm, I'm married to one woman and that's enough amen and, I, and if anything ever happens to that one woman there's no more there's no more for Russell. Well, Unless Jesus says so, but I would think yeah. Jesus knows me. And then I love the part. So it says, for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. That's mm -hmm. what Joshua, it, it was. Yeah. And I like, of, how's the amplified? Uh, yeah, so word. it says basically the same thing. 
uh, it says, uh, whether the gods which your father served uh, that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites, he said, um, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what the Amplified Version does say. Mm -hmm. The Holman, I like the Holman. It says, as for me and my family, we will yeah. worship Yahweh. And I love the... So house, house could be... Another translation is my, my entire yeah. clan or my entire family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, so 16 says, and then so they, Joshua tells them that, and then in verse 16 says, The people answered, Far be it from us to abandon the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us uh, and our fathers up out of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and who did these great signs, miracles in our sight, and kept us safe all along the way, that we went and among all the people among all among whom we passed and so they're saying uh yeah i agree with you joshua as for me and my house will serve because who are we to not i mean god mm -hmm. has saved us from bondage in egypt god has saved us from wandering around the desert and possibly not surviving god has saved us from if you read the book of joshua crossing over that river and different things god saved them through all of that crossing over the jordan uh so and that's how I think about it in my own life. I tell people a lot of the times, they I don't know if they ever question why I do what I do or just like why we're so committed or how do we keep going. And I just tell them, like, look, if you knew my story, like if you knew my life and where God saved me from, the only response I have is to give back. The only mm -hmm. the only thing that I see right is to is to pay it back through my service. Because, I mean, without God, I'm 44. I may not have made it to 34 if I wouldn't have found Christ, who knows? It was a fast pace. There was those life, days so. I'm like, any. I never saw me making it past like 27, 28, <laughs> somewhere around there. So, yeah. so any day past that, that's like a bonus. A bonus. Yeah. I'm 44 now. Living on borrowed time. So he's, he's doing he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, he is. He is. And so, so that that's the parenting thing. So I guess what we can we can put a tie a ribbon on that part of the podcast and just say that. Parents, if you're out there and if you're struggling, if you're thinking about being a parent, do it. it, it we may make it sound like it's tough and, and, you know, we have these moments, but it is the most rewarding thing when you can embrace this and say, uh, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And you see mm -hmm. a child like Levi praying at his birthday party, or you see uh, my children serving every Sunday morning, either they're in kids' church or they're in the tech booth doing the camera. And they're or, serving. Or sitting on the third row. Or sitting, hey, you saw what I did. I <laughs> My son likes to sit in the back left corner of the worship center and, you know, like teenagers do and not listen to me. So I went back there on Sunday after we had our uh, Saturday night incident. And I said, no, sir, today, come on up. And it was so perfect because I grabbed him and his two little buddies that were there. And they're walking up there like I'm walking them down the green mile. Yeah. Like we're about to take the them last to walk. the end thing. And then Jordan. Couldn't know anybody. Jordan was so on cue. Uh, Jordan just got up from where he was sitting and walked and sat right beside him. And I, I was saw like, I was like, yep, and Jordan's over there. Thank you, well. Jordan. You got my back. That is so awesome. You just gained a lot of credibility with me. Uh, you already have a lot, but you gained even more. Because now they're going to sit there and know that they have to kind of somewhat pay attention because you're sitting right beside them. Uh, and so... Uh, my friend showed up sat, oh, she uh, did. Sunday. Yeah, she did. That was yeah, awesome. I sat back there with her. She enjoyed it. She said uh, she'll come back. That's amazing. I saw when we first got there, uh, one of the greeters were talking to her, and uh, I was just not uh, eavesdropping, but I just heard her out of the corner. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm here to meet my friend. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder who her friend is. And then thought I thought it was you, didn't you? Well, I, didn't, I knew it wasn't me because I didn't know, but I was. I made a friend. <laughs> I got so few. Um, I you know, that's a, that's a hurtful thing to me, Mike, because I, I try to find people to play golf with or people to do stuff with, and it's like, man. I, now, I'll, I'll say it on, on, I guess, national podcast. Yeah. I'm, I mess with Russell all the time about uh -huh. going fishing. Uh -huh. And I told Russell, I think after last week where we recorded, mm -hmm. I said, in all fairness, I'll go, I'll go golf with you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go golf. I think I'm probably just going to drive. That's okay. I'm gonna go with my drive the car. Just drive the cart. That's okay. Yeah, so I am. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you one day. <laughs> and I saw. So I saw her out in the audience, and and then as I started preaching, I looked up, and you were sitting by, her and I and mm -hmm. I just thought, I bet that's what he was talking about in the podcast. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she God showed up. To, she liked it. Uh, we prayed. Uh, right there, she had a few specific things, and mm -hmm. I prayed with her right there. So she did great. Uh, 
Everybody's invited. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Really. And so <clears throat> she re she really enjoyed it. Parents keep keep parenting and keep leading your kids towards Jesus because on those on those hard days, whenever you think that you can't do it, um, Jesus can. You know, I love you said it last week, but um, God won't put anything on you more than you can handle. But when He does, mm -hmm. He gives you an advocate. He gives you someone to go to, and that someone or that something He's given you is Christ, and 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 Christ can sustain you through all those things. And so, in your rough, rough, rough parenting moments. Just turn to God. And you may have grown children. I know I, we have people here at church that have grown children that make bad decisions and they're dealing with their choices and things. And you may feel a certain type of way if you're a parent of an older child if they didn't achieve or become all that you thought they could be in your life. And, and that becomes a part of you just got to trust God. You got to just trust that he has the, the plan and um, what, they're, what they're doing with their lives and, and be content with where they are. And so parents keep on keeping on. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll here's the bow tied on that parenting thing. I think we're good. Yeah, the parent thing's good. And I think it's also just on, from my personal viewpoint, uh, watching Levi grow up, it's, it truly is amazing. Not because he's my son, but he is my first son. Mm -hmm. And I'd never dealt with kids before, you know, mm -hmm. babies, nothing. So he was... From what I can remember, he's the first baby I ever held. Mm -hmm. Is he really? Uh, I think so. Uh, never changed a diaper in my life. Wow. Uh, wasn't taught it. So Haley showed me because she, she's got, you know, females usually know that stuff. It's got it, man. It's in them. Yeah, that's, that's what they in get. In the beginning of time, it was just in them. But just to literally just watch him grow and, and to learn, mm -hmm. I'm like, Man, the only thing we know how to do when we're born is cry, sleep, eat, and poop. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then it leads me to thinking of other things, just how human life develops. But but on the on the flip side of it, being it does have its challenges and its struggles to be a parent. Is but to watch a human just literally be born and then fit, actually watch them grow and then they they to watch them figure stuff out and mm -hmm. i mean just something as simple as you know taking a lid off of a drink and then putting it back on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or give him something and he and he figures it out and it's the greatest thing ever yeah to him. it's it, like it is amazing it's like wow yeah i mean it's 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 almost, I would equate it to uh, the peace that surpasses all understanding. You have that peace. So me watching him learn this stuff, mm -hmm. it's, it's only a parent thing. Mm -hmm. you, you can't really explain it. Mm -hmm. You can get speechless about it and show emotion while you're talking about it, but to actually witness it, oh, see yeah. it, like, you know, yeah. your daughter won that award oh, and man. stuff. I was like, dude. Wow. When we were in, <laughs> you know? I didn't know she was, I didn't, it was an award banquet. We had no idea what award she had gotten when we got mm -hmm. there. Like, we didn't know what was about. The How big is the check? Is <laughs> <laughs> it one of the big ones? We give, just on. give us one of the big cardboard checks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take when it. They, when they did that whole presentation that night at that award ceremony for the fine arts thing, um, man, I, tears. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. they were just welling. It was, it was coming out because you're right. You see your child, something they love to do. and, and I can see do. Heather. Russ, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Dusty. It's <laughs> dusty in here. They need to dust. <laughs> but you're right. It is awesome to watch them grow and learn. And uh, just being a parent is a, is a cool challenge and one I embrace. And even on those nights where it doesn't go so well or those moments where they're not so well, it's still a huge blessing. And I thank God every day to for them because they, they've made me a better man for sure. You know, Heather, oh, no Heather saved Jesus saved me. Heather is saving me, and my kids are fine-tuning me. And so, that's why I think that's why grandparents are so cool because you've had all these things you didn't achieve so well as your kid, as your parent. So when you get to be a grandparent, you got it all down. You know what to do, and you get to send them home. Buy them candy. Buy them candy. I think that's what they do. And you get to take care of them and then send them home. Buy so, them candy. so parents, keep it up. That's what we. That's what we have Where to say about that. Well, I was flipping over oh, to good. the. Oh, we're good on time. Okay. I thought we were, we were, I don't want to end it. No, we're not wrapping up. No, no, no. I was just switching from parenting to what I, 
the other thing I had on my mind this week, and when we started out 2021, remember there were there were three things that I as do the pastor, you remember all three of them I, now? Uh, dude, don't call me all like that because <laughs> I had all three of them until you just said that. I um, remember I the remember, one that you can't. I remember the other two. Now, I don't so, know. Yeah, that was a sad night when I was trying to remember the three things I, as the pastor of the church, that was challenged wise. our people to do, yeah. and I could only remember two of the three. I mean, that just says something about. I don't know what it says on about my memory, which is bad or, or what. But the three things that I, as the pastor, felt as I was preparing for 2021. Okay, God, what are we doing? Like, what is our focus? Where are we going? And the number one thing God took me to was family in this church and outside of this church. Because I think the family dynamic is being challenged on a whole lot of fronts. You can see that in social media and in the mainstream media. I won't get into all that, but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a ton of things out there that challenge the the family that God created. And so I thought that it was super important that we as a church embraced the family and built one another up, walked together with one another. Like I said, last week we do the staff dinners now um, together just so we can hang out apart from church. The second thing was I want us to go out and serve someone. Like, I don't care if it's in this church, if it's outside of this church, go out and serve someone. And then the third thing was, this community that we are planted in right here at 7102 Mount Zion Boulevard, this community needs to know this church. They need to know me as the pastor. They need to know Mike as the men's life group leader. They need to know when we're out and about in the community that we care about them. And then just in the last few weeks, God has allowed us to do that. We've had partnerships with local restaurants where they use our facilities for training and all these different things. We have partnerships with um, some sports teams that use our facilities for gyms and basketball and all that kind of stuff. And God has just, uh, he's allowed us to see this. So then I started thinking about, okay, in the book of Acts, in chapter one, uh, verse eight, it's so popular because it's talking about being mission-minded, being outside of these four walls and getting into the real world where God calls us to be. And it, Jesus, uh, in this part in Acts, it says that you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And so God has given us this perfect platform here at Mount Zion to where we are making those ends into the community. And they know that we are here for them and care for them. And, and the gospel is going to be spread through different, through different avenues. And so I thought that I just thought that was cool. We're living this out. And I think that God is being well, we, very faithful. We named four states. Exactly. That we've reached That's and right. we're not at. At all. And so it's it's really cool to see. Uh, we I mentioned, I think, last week as we were wrapping up that there's the, we're doing a backpack drive for the schools here. And I said in the sermon on Sunday, uh, the stack of stuff we need is this tall and I want it to get to be this tall. As I walked around today, uh, me and Sean walked around just looking at stuff. Those bins are overflowing, so people are answering the call and mm -hmm. bringing school supplies and getting them ready for backpacks and all these things. So, I just love the fact that we are living this out, and God is being faithful in what He promised He would do if we are taking His word and His love out to people. He's blessing us, and He's bringing visitors. I mean, we have new families every week that, while they have not joined the church yet, they are in the church and are here mm -hmm. and listening, and we're starting to have those conversations. So, just some cool things that God is allowing us to see. Yep. And Even in your class, you had some new people. Yeah, we we have one uh, new guy's been showing up. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a lot of insight. Mm -hmm. It's it's really good, and he he'll ask a question, and the guys will say, "Well, I've got a question." I was like, "As long you can only ask it, if I have the answer to it. If <laughs> yeah. I don't have the answer to it, don't ask <laughs> don't that ask question." <laughs> but he's really good, and we 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 iron sharpens iron. He course, says yeah. something, and and again, I'll read verses. And the last last thing we studied was John 11. Mm -hmm. And all these orange notes you see in this Bible, and that one is from John 11, and how it's all tied together. And I pick out are the verses mm -hmm. to support these verses. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really good. And it, and it's not. Not some deep theological discussion. There's there's none of that in here. Right. Uh, it's just guys sitting down, reading it, giving their viewpoints, and then usually the viewpoints are all 
based in the Bible mm-hmm. because when you start living for God and following Jesus, you can't help but live that way. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I think we've discussed it before, yeah. it's not, I want to be humble mm-hmm. or I want to be the leader mm-hmm. or I want to prophesize or serve or, you know, whatever the fruits are, not the fruits of the Spirit, but your gift mm-hmm. that Paul speaks about. This does it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, he, everybody is born with a gift and a talent. Mm-hmm. This brings it out and dials it in. Yeah. And so, and as Jesus said, if whoever is not with me is against me, and if you stay with me, you will be fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and this was great, and we read through John 11. So chapter 11 is the death of Lazarus and the resurrection. Yes. And, yeah, that whole whole chapter is about Lazarus dying. And one thing that... Now, when I first started reading chapter 11, I was like, it's Saturday. We we cut grass, mm-hmm. went home. You know, we're getting the grill fired up. And, and this is what I did. I went outside, you know, on the back porch, mm-hmm. opened my Bible, opened that Bible, and I went, mm-hmm. I don't want to read this. <laughs> I don't want to read this. And so I just started reading. Now, a man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister. And by the time I got halfway through it, I got my notepad out. And I started writing. All right. And I get my book out from Elmer Towns and, and read it. And then I get is that this a commentary out. you use? It is a book that actually Gerald, one of the guys that is in school, he yeah. let me borrow. Okay. It's, uh, it's all about John. Oh, okay. Okay. And nice. since we started studying John, he goes, "Well, I got this book." Gotcha. In Elmer Towns, I believe I've read the uh-huh. the back of it. I believe he's like a dean. A living yeah, university school of religion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to Gerald, that helps me out. I read that, and That's then cool. these two Bibles, and then look. I mean, you got. And then I couldn't brother. stop. Yeah. And then I couldn't stop reading it, <laughs> and I knew. In all of chapter 11, yes, it's about Lazarus dies, mm-hmm. but that's not what this chapter's about. Mm-hmm. It isn't about him. It's about what God done through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Lazarus just happened to be the, the mm-hmm. target, so that's to right. speak. That's right. And, and I knew uh, there was one part in here I knew we were going to get hung up on. And it's verse 35. Jesus wept. Okay. I said, I knew we were going to get hung up right there. Uh-huh. What tripped him up on that one? Why did he, he weep? Why? Because it's there and it's also in, uh, I believe it's Luke 19, Jesus wept. But he wasn't crying like you and I would cry, yeah. like a sorrowful cry. Mm-hmm. In this context, in John 11, he was crying because of the destructive nature of sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As it said, he was stirred within himself. He was stirred up anger. And what, what, he, what he saw it doing to his people, the yeah. people. And he saw the sorrow because mm-hmm. of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. He's like, sin, you are, you're destroying these people. Yeah. He wasn't crying because Lazarus was dead. He never said, well, I'm sad because Lazarus is dead. Right. He, right. he, didn't, he said, no, I got word. Okay, well, it's two days' walk from here. Well, we're going to hang out here a little bit longer. Yeah, I love it because in 33 it says, When Jesus saw her sobbing, uh, so Mary, when Jesus saw her sobbing, and the Jews who had come with her also sobbing, he was deeply moved, that's what you just said, mm-hmm. in spirit to the point of anger mm-hmm. at the sorrow caused by death. And he was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They have, And they said, Lord, come and see. And then Jesus wept. He wept because they didn't understand the 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 eternal he, life that yeah, he, was he wasn't there. looking at the death no like no. they were right like we would right right i've been to funerals of the of a believer and of the non-believer mm-hmm. and it's a you guys know this but it's such a different, different dynamic environment in the yep. non-believer there's sadness and there's just you know there's sadness in both okay i'll say that there's sadness in both but in the non-believer it's the uncertainty and the you know, we don't know what happens next, and we're going to miss this. And the believer, they're sad because the person you love is gone, but there's also those moments of 
rejoicing and excitement because you know now where they are. Mm-hmm. And this what and Jesus was he wept because he was he was so hurt by they them not understanding what sin was. I love thirty says so the Jews were saying, see how he loved him as a close friend, but some of them said, could not this could this man not have opened the blind man's eyes and kept him from dying? I, if I was there, that's probably what I would have said. Yeah. Hey, well, he can make a blind man see, but he couldn't stop his dude from dying. <laughs> you, What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and 38 says, so Jesus, again, deeply moved within to the point of anger, approached the tomb. And and then, you know, all the things that say, Jesus mm-hmm. says, take away the stone. And then Jesus says, mm-hmm. Lazarus, come out of there. And I, I love this part because this is, like you said, this isn't about Lazarus dying. This whole mm-hmm. section is about death to life. This whole section is about you were once mm-hmm. dead and now I'm making you alive. And it says in um, verse 44, and out came the man who had been dead, mm-hmm. his hands and feet tightly wrapped in burial cloths and with the cloth wrapped around his face. And Jesus said to them, unwrap him and release him. Mm-hmm. And so, it, and that's me. And, and that that's shows you. you right there. Also, I just thought of, Jesus has the power. He has been given the power of authority over death. Absolutely. He was dead. He, was he said, yeah, he'd been in there four days. He's stinking. Yeah, bad. In yeah. some verses, I, I don't know if it was this one or that one, it says he's decaying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't I don't know if they, they had embalming or whatnot there to yeah. preserve it. Mm-hmm. Now, they did the spices and the stuff like the, that. To try to cover up the smell, yes. Uh but see, he's dead. Mm-hmm. He stinks. He's been in there four days. Yeah. And Jesus like, he never mentioned nothing about it. Yeah. It, so that, my thought pattern goes to, at one point, that was you and me. Yeah. At one point, we were dead in our trespasses. We were dead in our sin. And Jesus stepped in and said, Russell, Mike, mm-hmm. come out of there. Come out. And out step, uh, we stepped out into life. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And... And then another question I had for the people mm-hmm. or the class, even you guys, verse 43, it says, After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. 44, the dead man came out, bound hand and foot with linen strips, with his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Take, take, all, take the grave clothes off yeah. and let him go. Mm-hmm. And my question to them and to you, how how did Jesus bring Lazarus back to life? What did he use to bring Lazarus out of that out of that tomb? His voice, words. His word. His word. His word. That's crazy. Yeah. I said he didn't run up there with no magic wand or he wasn't pumping on his chest. dust or <laughs> defibrillator or adrenaline. He spoke it. He spoke it. That's awesome. That's yeah. it. Just like in the beginning. Was the word Jesus spoke it? He <laughs> said, "God said, let there be light.'" And yeah. so, by His mighty word, His powerful word, I mean, He He could have thought that where He was sitting, where they at in Bethany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He said, "Well, they're hanging out in Bethany. We got to go back over to." Uh, uh, no, it says Lazarus dies in Bethany. That's where he died. Yeah. So wherever they sent the message to, where Jesus was, it. I can't picture, uh, find it right this minute. But he could have thought it. Just like he healed the, the, Mm -hmm. uh, was it the centurion's daughter? Mm -hmm. You know, or your son? Oh, the the, the son, the son, sorry, yeah, yeah. He just said, your boy's fine. He's fine. And it said that the moment that he... never laid eyes on that that kid. Yeah, and it said that the moment he said that is when they came back and reported to the centurion. So my question to the class was how... What did Jesus use to bring him back? And it it was crickets. Say his word. (laughs) That's it. And then naturally, you know, oh, he's doing great signs. So us being Sanhedrin, the Mm -hmm. ones that uphold God's law, we're going to conspire to kill him. Yeah. We're going to break commandment six and kill him. Yeah. Is he's performing miracles, he's doing stuff that he's we're... bringing the dead back to life. We got to stop him. We got to get rid of this guy because down here in forty-eight, it says if we let him continue in this way, everyone will believe in him, him Jesus. Then the Romans will come and remove both our place and our nation. 
they're going to come and take away our temple, our way of life, and then all of our people that listen to us, they're going to be gone. They're going to follow him. And we're going to have any more power. And now, yeah, we're not going to have no power, uh -huh. no money. We're going to have to work for a living. No more free ride. That's right. Yeah. And then he goes, and then Caiaphas, and Caiaphas was actually being a puppet from, uh, was it Anna? Ananias, yeah. whoever his uh, father-in-law was. Uh, look, just kill one guy and you'll save all of this. <laughs> so they're like, okay, yeah, it sounds good. And then they're like, well, we got to kill Lazarus too. Yeah. I mean, they just brought this guy back to life. Well, we got to kill him too. We got to get him gone. <laughs> so now you're going to murder two people. They were a little messed up. And then how I wrapped up 11 was when Jesus resurrected Lazarus, when Jesus resurrected Lazarus, he was one step closer to his own death. He brought back life, and in turn, it was going to cost him his. Mm, that's because good. they just said, "That's right." Because of okay, what he, did. he he brought a dead man back to life. We got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Because yeah. now he he has been anointed with God's power. Because Nicodemus said, "You've got to be from God," because only. Yeah. You couldn't do what you do unless God were with him. That's right. Nicodemus right. knew that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And these guys are saying, hey, he's he's performed a lot of miracles. we got to get rid of this guy. All the spotlight is the spotlight is starting to turn off of us. We can't be the center of attention anymore. Mm, we got to do something about this. And Jesus is teaching the exact we got to step up and be a parent. And Jesus, yeah. <laughs> we got to put we got to we got to put the iron fist down. And Jesus is teaching the exact opposite. He's teaching humility and selflessness and esteeming others above themselves. And it's not all about you. And and they did not grasp. So the thing that. to take away from it: be Jesus's friend because he will bring you to life. He will because he liked Lazarus. If he don't like you, he may not bring you back. <laughs> but but the, yeah, you're joking saying that. But the cool I am, thing is, I am the cool thing is, he likes everyone. You know, so yeah. the cool thing is, he knew all of you. So I, I said in my sermon on Sunday, there are people listening to this, there are people watching, there are people that are in our church that you don't think God loves you. You think that you got dealt a bad hand. You think you got a raw deal. You think you've sinned so much that God can't do anything with your life. And none of that is true. That's the devil. That's the that's the enemy sneaking in and trying to destroy you. The, the scriptures say that the enemy comes to kill, uh, to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and so we can't fall victim to that. We have to remember that we are saved by the word of God, and, and that's Jesus. And so um, I think as a parent, I think as a church, as everything that we've discussed in this podcast today, what, what we have to keep remembering and what Russell has to keep remembering as a, as a father and as a pastor and as a leader is to keep going. To keep pressing mm -hmm. forward, to keep forget what lies ahead and one. go toward the prize ahead of you. That's right. That's right. Uh, now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild yeah. animals that the Lord God had made. Now this is just like we talk about the same Holy Spirit that raised the dead bones in the valley. The Satan we're talking about now is the same Satan that's talking to you right now. Yeah. Not not me, but. The, what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. That's right. He said to the woman, did God really say? Uh, did he really say that? Did he really tell you that? Come on. You can't eat from any tree in the garden. You've sent, You've done too much. Mm -hmm. You know what you did that, that one year yeah. with that girl mm -hmm. or that boy? or mm -hmm. you, you know what you said to that right. high-ranking official or... You, you, do you really think? Now, he didn't say God won't. Mm -hmm. He just said, did he say that? Mm -hmm. Did God really? So he's going to make you second guess yourself, doubt. I doubt it. Of course. Yeah. I doubt all the time. It's like, I doubt it. You know, it's like, God, I said, I don't know, man. Are you really who you say you are? Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. do what you do? And, and there's things that's happened recently. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can think it. I said, but there's no way I can deny it. I was like, there, there we will be a time in everyone's life, whether you believe this book or you don't, there will be that one situation or several situations, God done that. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to admit it. They may not believe it, but they can't deny it. There's no other way it could happen in so yeah. many different situations. Yeah. So. And there, there's just, there's too much. And now, if there's a, a, a span of time that nothing, nothing really 
dramatic happens or you don't get the goosebumps, you, you could kind of, well, you know, it's it's not as potent now as when I knew it happened. Yeah. But then something happens, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Well, let's put a bow on it for tonight, man. We appreciate you guys. Uh, parents, keep it up. I mean, keep keep leading your children. Keep showing them God's love, his mercy. I think, and, and do this, embrace his mercy and grace in your own life uh, because you're going to need it as a parent. There are going to be days you fail and you're going to totally blow it. Go back to that throne of grace and God's going to be there giving it out freely. God's going to be there showing mercy on you. And then the next day, go back in there and love your kid with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. We'll use the scripture. And uh, I promise you, your kids Just, just be gentle with the strength part. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then us as a church, let's remember just, let's stay focused. Let's keep going. Let's not get worn out. The scripture says, do not grow weary in doing good. We may not see uh, any blessings. We may not see anything on in this moment that there will be things that happen down the road as we see a God, you know, it says some come to plant the seed, some come to water the seed, and some come to reap the harvest. And so... Who knows where we are on that journey with so many people. But in the midst of that, what we're called to do is keep pressing forward to go out and be the voice of Jesus in a community and a world that needs to, to know that they are loved, they are cared for. This podcast is just one way that we can help get that out there. So please like, subscribe, you know, hit the little bell at the bottom so you get the notifications whenever we post, post a new video. Share it with your friends, your family, someone that needs to hear about the scriptures, that needs to hear about a church that loves them. Uh, we would love to have you join us. If you're ever in the South Metro Atlanta area, you are more than welcome to walk through the doors of the church, no matter what you look like, the, what the clothes you wear, the money you have, or the, the Uber you had to take to get here because you don't got a car. We don't care. We just want to come and worship together. So uh, join us, and uh, God bless you. Have a good evening. Uh, yep, yeah, thumbs up. You guys have a good evening.